what you are going to say. Even though the introductory talk is short, hardly ever exceeding one minute, it demands careful preparation. First, you must gather your facts. These will center around three items. The subject of the speaker's talk, his qualifications to speak on that subject, and his name. Often, a fourth item will become apparent. Why the subject chosen by the speaker is of special interest to the audience. Be certain that you know the correct title of the talk and something about the speaker's development of the subject matter. There is nothing more embarrassing than for the speaker to take exception to the introduction by disclaiming part of it as untrue of his stand on the subject. This can be obviated by making sure you know what the speaker's subject is and refraining from trying to predict what he will say. But your duty as introduction or introducer demands that you give the title of the speaker's talk correctly and point out its relevancy to the audience's interests. If at all possible, try to get this information directly from the speaker. If you have to rely on a third party, a program chairman for instance, try to get the information in writing and check with the speaker just before the meeting. But perhaps most of your preparation will involve getting the facts on the speaker's qualifications. In some cases, you will be able to get an accurate listing from who's who or a comparable work if your speaker is nationally or regionally well-known. At the local level, you can appeal to the public relations or personnel office of the concern where he works or in some cases, verify your facts by calling a close friend or a member of his family. The main idea is to get your biographical facts correct. People close to your speaker will be glad to furnish you with material. Of course, too many facts will become boring, especially when one degree implies the speaker's acquisition of lesser degrees. To say that a man received a BS and an MA degree is superfluous when you indicate that he is a doctor of philosophy. Likewise, it is best to indicate the highest and most recent offices a man has held rather than to string out a catalog of the positions he has held since leaving college. Above all, do not pass over the most distinguished achievements of a man's career instead of the less important. For example, I heard a well-known speaker, a man who ought to have known better, introduce the Irish poet W.B. Yeats. Yeats was to read his own poetry. Three years prior to that, he had been awarded the Nobel Prize in Literature, the highest distinction that can be bestowed upon a man of letters. I am confident that not 10% of the particular audience knew of the award or its significance. Both ought, by all means, to have been mentioned. They ought to have been announced even if nothing else were said. But what did the chairman do? He utterly ignored these facts and wandered off into talking about mythology and Greek poetry. Above all, be certain of the speaker's name and begin at once to familiarize yourself with his pronunciation. John Mason Brown says that he has been introduced as John Brown Mason and even John Smith Mason. In his delightful essay, we have with us tonight, Stephen Leacock, the distinguished Canadian humorist, tells one of his introductions he received in which the introducer said, 
There are many of us who have awaited Mr. Leroy's coming with the most pleasant anticipations. We seem from his books to know him already as an old friend. In fact, I do not think I exaggerate when I tell Mr. Leroy that his name in our city has long been a household word. I have very, very great pleasure in introducing to you Mr. Leroy. The main purpose of your research is to be specific, for only by being specific will the introduction achieve its purpose, to heighten the audience's attention and make it receptive to the speaker's talk. The chairman who comes to a meeting poorly prepared usually comes up with something as vague and soporific as this. Our speaker is everywhere to recognize as an authority. Hi on his subject. We are interested in hearing what he has to say on the subject because it comes from a, a great distance. It gives me a great pleasure to present. Let's see now. Oh, here it is. Mr. Lang. By taking a little time to prepare, we can avoid the sad impression such an introduction makes upon both speaker and the audience. <laughs>